Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I am Maddie, and this is my co-host. Uh, I'm Connor, I make the notebook sounds. See, so, yeah, actually, it's the only reason she keeps me on the podcast. Well, he also runs the audio, but... It's, it's the notebook sounds. It's the notebook sounds, for sure. So today we are discussing episode four of My Hero Academia, Start Line. Yeah, give me those hard consonants again. Start Line. Yeah. T into an L sound. It's actually kind of hard. Start Line. Yeah. Ooh, turtle. <laughs> this is now a uh, weird word. Uh, what is it called? Moving from one word to the other? We're actually going to not talk about this because it's not about this. It's yep. about My Hero Academia. Yep, My Hero Academia. So... Midoriya opens by saying that UA has the best hero training course in the world, uh-huh. which is interesting that it's, like, internationally ranked as the best one. I wonder if they get a lot of exchange students. He says everybody wants to go to the school. There uh-huh. are other hero programs, but this is the best one in the world. Which, I have to say, <clears throat> really interesting thing to say. Like... I don't know. Some some of the some of the kids some of the kids I see trying out for this like okay if you got explosion powers I see it I see you can be considered the best in the world right okay if if your thing is that you just you shoot a laser out of your belt I guess or if you can just levitate things like there's got to be crazier powers than that right but you know you don't you don't know like. Like we were talking about last time, maybe a kid with technically the best superpower was born in Canada and has no means to right, go to but, the best Japanese hero school in the world. Yeah, but, like, people do come from all over the world to go to, like, Harvard or MIT or, or Oxford or That's Cambridge. True. Well, as we were talking about earlier, this world is different than ours, so maybe there's not international travel in the same way. But Yeah, but he does say it's, like, the best in the world. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know, I just, I think that with certain things, you should take Midoriya with a little bit of salt, just because mm. he's obviously a fanboy. Sure. And, you know, he's just going to be playing this up. Right, and for good reason, because it seems like the top heroes are all alumni of the school. He talks about All Might, the number one hero. Sleep. He talks about Endeavor. Oh, I don't care, I sleep. The number two hero, who has the most wins under his belt. Oh, and number three... Best genius. What? <laughs> wow! Oh, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we're just gonna talk about. We're gonna get back to like Endeavor. He's he's cool, I guess. But best genius. Okay, so again, if you if you're listening to the dub, just you miss out on a great a great joke, which is the way they the way he introduces best genius is. Uh, like eight-time winner of the Best Genus Award, <laughs> Best Genus, which is hysterical. One, if you have no context, because like, okay, that sounds yeah. that sounds fake. He like he's won a, he, the award named after himself, or he's like awarding himself an award for eight straight years. Yeah. Amazing. But apparently, Best Genus is an actual thing in <clears throat> Japan for people who wear jeans well. Like seriously. So his entire character is a joke about. A like jean fashion contest. That's amazing. And he and like it's All Might who can punch weather, a dude who is like just wreathed in flames and looks jacked out of his mind. Yeah. And then the third highlight is a joke about a jean fashion contest. <laughs> I love this show. It's the best show ever. What is his power? 
What literally? If if you, if you were David's best genus, who? What baby is born with like gene-related superpowers? That is so unkind, and yet he is he is a highlight. He's the best. He's a highlight. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. All right, let's talk about the actual guy. I, well, Endeavor. Talking about best. Okay, genius, cool. Though. Yes, please keep talking about best genius. Instead, I love him. A few years ago, I remember like gene memes were really popular. Gene where you would, memes. Yeah, like like. I had only ever heard jean shorts up until, like, 2015, and then I started hearing them being called jorts. Jorts. And so, like, everything that was made out of denim, you just started with the J sound, and it was whatever so you got article like a, of clothing it was. You got, you, what do you call gen, denim pants, jeans. What, what about... You mean jants? Oh, okay, jants. <laughs> Never mind. I, I screwed up immediately. Okay, so a de- well, denim saw... gloves are jubs? Yeah, and I Unfortunately, I remember... there's a, a denim jacket is a jacket. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I did see a pair of denim boots, though, that were called jutes. Jutes? <laughs> Alright, so once again, best genus. Best. Best genus, best character, best, yeah, honestly. We're, we're done, but. Now, I, I would like to touch real quick on Endeavor, because they, he says weird things about him that I think might be a mild quirk of translation. Um, with the most, he is the hero with the most wins under his belt? Yeah, so it seems interesting that All Might doesn't have as many wins as Endeavor, but is still regarded as the best hero. Yeah, like, what's, what's a win, you know? Right, is it taking down a bad guy? Like, did he just, he yeah. took down technically more bad guys, but... I don't know. And the, the the best the best I could like sort of gather from this is that maybe All Might saves more people and Endeavor beats up more bad guys. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because rescue heroes are a yeah. thing. So. Or it could be uh, All Might's magnanimous personality. Mag- mm. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, oh, I was also wondering if hero rankings are worldwide, just like the school ranking is apparently yeah. best in the world. That's Does a, that make All Might the best hero in the whole world, not just question. in Japan? That's a good question. And, and you know that there there is um, like I, I think I think unfortunately you just have to sort of buy into the world a little bit. You know, like it's 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 a manga. It, it's an anime. It's a Japanese writer. It's going to be. Japan centric. Yeah, Even if the main character, or not the main character, the 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 biggest best superhero is literally just a giant USA reference. <laughs> like even with that, the dude is still Japanese. I, I would assume. Yeah. I guess I guess it's not confirmed. I um, guess. At least, not. definitely not till this point. Like all all might as like a jacked out of his mind, huge blonde haired, like kind of blue eyed. His his eyes are blue. Like the yeah, and his um powered down form. And I I think they glow blue in his in his big form as well. Um, they're Possibly, just, they're I just, just don't weird. Remember. Um, but yeah, so he he is like a I, I guess like he has distinctly Western features, but I think he's still Japanese even with all that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. If rankings are national, or just all these people are just they happen the best happen to be in Japan. But it's you know it's an anime. Mm-hmm. That's not that surprising, you know. Yeah. So. So then we come back to where we left off in the last episode, which is uh, Midoriya and his peers standing outside of their designated battle center getting ready for the entrance exam. And real quick, it cuts back to um, present Mike telling the kids about the exam, and he says that their application materials um, 
describe at least that the trial is going to be a mock battle. Yeah. So in that way, the kids are sort of told what it's going to be like to prepare a little bit better. Yes, which I appreciate. I appreciate that little little highlighting, and and it does go into. Um, Deku does uh, then sort of like mention he's also looking at over the crowd in, in a scene that follows pretty immediately. It's like some of them brought their own equipment and whatnot. Yeah, they so, show that kid with the laser belt. Well, I guess yeah, we haven't seen and, him shoot lasers, lasers yes, yet, but, but that's why he's got a laser belt. belt. Um, but there are other people with with uh, equipment and stuff. So yeah, I do like the idea that like in the same way that you can prep for a written test with like SAT prep mm-hmm. or you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I live in America. There, I know this this other stuff other tests but whatever yeah um but like you can prep for a test in that way they're like hey it's gonna be a mock battle so that, that is appreciated what i wonder is so the belt i i am kind of curious about this so we see skipping ahead a little bit we see him shoot a laser out mm-hmm. of it now is it like does he naturally fire lasers is the belt like part of his body it yeah. can't be because midoriya points it out as gear yeah does it, like, is it does it focus it yeah does it laser? magnify it and if that's the case isn't it a matter of, like, who can afford the best gear? Like, does it become a right. Batman type? There, there's certainly an aspect of that, right? Because, you know, if what if, what if your power, you could just, like, you could create massive amounts of water, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't control how, like, like the force at which it comes out, but you can infinitely create water, right? Yeah. And if you can infinitely create water, and you're also smart enough to make, like, a pressure chamber... And then you can shoot that water, highly pressurized ability to cut through steel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you're wildly more powerful than your actual powers are. Yeah. Right. You have a distinct weakness of like, okay, if, if someone destroys that, then they've sort of taken you out. Yeah. But it, it does it does speak to um, one. I, I guess the idea that there's this technology that is that is facilitating some of these powers. Right, and it also seems like the technology is not there to sort of simulate the powers in the same way because otherwise it wouldn't be unheard of for a kid with no quirk to become be a, a hero because you could just buy a belt that shoots lasers yeah. and then you have functionally the same power as that kid. And 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 this is something that I, I think is interesting. Um, and uh, I do think uh, I won't spoil anything, but I do hope the show goes into more because you know uh, we're doing this right now it's 2019 this podcast will of course last into posterity but uh (laughs) iron man is a very well-known uh superhero Mm -hmm. who has no powers other than he can make a cool suit um in a world where you know technology is a little bit more advanced or at least right like his superpower is money yeah so like it it wouldn't be crazy or even even better version because he's slightly more down to earth batman doesn't have any superpowers Right. Right. Again, his superpower is money. Yeah, uh, and, and it's like Deku could have done that. Like Deku could have been a version of that, where he's just like a super tech right. dude. Right. If if his family was well off enough. Yeah. He, or if he was. Or if he was crafty yeah. enough, like Spider Man. Spider Man makes a lot of his own. Yeah. Spider Man makes his own web stuff, and while Spider Man has super strength and, and other similar things, right. Like there's an aspect of Spider Man that is like a tech person. So I, I think um, it, it's it speaks to I think again like a tone here where i because of quirks because having powers is so central to society mm-hmm. like in some way you know maybe just technology is not advanced enough yeah or, or maybe you're looked down on if you rely on it and don't have your own quirk because yeah. like like how um other occupations that in our world would be considered heroic are no longer considered heroic in light of superpowers sure so yeah uh, just a quick little thing. The idea of there being equipment in this world yeah. is just a, a quite interesting idea. So then Midoriya 
tries to work up the nerve to talk to uh, the meet cute girl from well, the well, previous episode. But uh, isn't it before that? Uh, there's a, a quick yeah, there's a quick flashback to um, Midoriya swallowing the hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't have anything to say about that. Well, I, I just think um, it's. I, I, oh, it's no, no, interesting no. that no, there's a I time have written, I have that written down later. Uh, well, I, maybe I just have Yeah, we can just talk about it now. Yeah, but I, I just the idea that there's like a, a time limit? Well, yeah, you digestion, right? It takes a couple hours to digest food. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it's just like, okay, there are like actual mechanics to this right. still. And we saw All Might still in his powered-up form. I remember we had considered in the last episode the prospect that All Might would lose his powers when he gives it to Midoriya, and it seems like that's not the case because he's still in his powered-up form after Midoriya eats the hair, and I mean, it could be that after the digestion happens then All Might loses his power, but that seems kind of weird and, like, I don't know, like, powers seem to have some sort of science aspect to them and not as much magic. Mm-hmm. So for the your body to magically know that your hair in someone else's stomach has been digested seems to be a stretch too far yeah. for this show. But whatever, there is, there is a, an almost arbitrary restriction that honestly also doesn't even come into play. Yeah. Like, and, well, they say... Yeah, it'll probably die just in two, maybe three hours. That's cutting it super close. Yeah. Because it shows him, he's at the beach at 6.15, swallows the hair. It shows him at the school gate getting ready for the exam at 8.15. So is he banking on an hour of, like, prep time before the exam proper ex- begins? But again, it, it doesn't come up, which is, I think, is a, a weird a weird choice to even include it, to mention that it'll take that much time. Well, I don't mind that because I do love world building. Right. Nice. I just think that this doesn't even function as world building. I just think it's just like a throwaway line that ends up not mattering oh. ever because he gets his powers. It's not like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, sorry. I skipped over, um, a, a knowing dude with glasses being a jerk. Yeah. So Midoriya's trying to work up the nerve to talk to meet cute girl and Poindexter stops him and says, Oh, are you going to go over and distract her so that she'll fail? Which first of all, do you have mind reading powers, dude? Cause second of all, all you see, you just see this dude walking over. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, that would be a great strategy to distract your opponent. So and you would and third of all, but ha- not very heroic. Well, third of all. Why does he know it won't actually help? Maybe Deku goes over and says some encouraging main character things and it centers her. Yeah, maybe it calms her nerves to know that she's got a friend there on the battlefield or something. Yes, this this dude, back off. Yeah. Back off my boy. Uh, Also, everyone recognizes him as the kid who almost tripped, even though uh, the girl saved him. And they also remembered that he made a fool of himself during the exam. No, the jerk dude made a fool of him. (laughs) Okay, so... Just uh, don't like yeah, this guy. So he's got it out for he's got it out for my boy. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how he's definitely not fourteen? That kid definitely not. Oh the no! Same Listen, age. that's not. I could be, I could believe that. I could believe that the dude's just an early bloomer. He's tall. Whatever. There is a kid in the crowd. A kid, a quote unquote kid, <laughs> who is bald, covered in battle scars, is huge, and is not fourteen. Is not fourteen. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe he grew up on the streets. He had a tough. Growing up on the streets does not. Does not make you look like a thirty-five-year-old man. It does not. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe he's got like a mutation quirk. To, a mutation quirk to make him make like his that. body look like a thirty-five-year-old yeah, Jack guy. I mean, we saw guy. that like rat person in the first episode, right? And commonly Woods. Can you imagine you you, you you have a baby? It comes out, it has the face of a thirty-five-year-old man. It can speak in full sentences and wants a four hundred one k. I actually saw a meme. Please the other invest day into like, Vanguard mutual funds. Somebody had like face swapped with a baby, but then cropped the picture so it was just the baby with an adult face in someone's arms. I don't like arms. this. I don't like this. 
Oh, <sighs> well, a- a- anyway, so dude, dude's a jerk to our boy. Um, and they just sort of, like, then just start. Yeah. President Link's like, okay, here we go. There's no countdowns in real life. You're just wasting time. Like, go on. And finally, Midoriya realizes that everyone else has already run into the exam to start. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, it jumps pretty much right into it. We see people going at it. Midoriya almost gets run over by a robot, but Laser Dude nails it. Yeah, and then, like dickishly says well it would be great if you could be the uh bait for me all day but it looks like we'll never see each other again like what a dig to be like oh you're not gonna make it listen uh, if you got sparkles like that i think you'd have to get over with anything <laughs> um but it, it 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 does speak to uh the sort of idea we, we have only sort of seen deku respond uh, to, like, a situation. Really, like, once. One, one right. time one time he gets captured, and they can't really fault him for being a, a dude with no powers who gets who's suffocated, suffocated, basically. Yeah. And then the other time he just runs immediately into danger. Right. Because someone's in trouble. And we do see this quick moment where, when Deku's in trouble, he has no instincts. He's just like, <laughs> there is a robot, it's yeah, coming at me, I'm frozen. paralyzed with fear. I've got nothing. He falls down. Like, that's it. You know, which I think is a more normal reaction to have. Yeah, if, Especially sure. if you've grown up without superpowers. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, like for somebody else who's grown up with their power, exactly. It might be instinctual that you activate your power in some way to help yourself, but not having that reflex is definitely to his detriment. Yeah. So he's walking through, he's running through the city, he's panicking, he's trying to find robots to take down, and everywhere he seems to look, all the robots are already destroyed because somebody beat him to the punch. Yeah, and we, we only really see glimpses of a couple of powers in this quick sequence. We see um, the nice girl's powers. Uh, yeah, they show her, uh, she touches the robots, and when she does, they start floating, and then she's able to release that, and they, they fall into the, the earth and are total. Yeah. Cool. It's not that, like, we sort of saw her do levitating with uh, Deku. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, and we also see, um, like, super kicks from the jerk. Yeah, Poindexter has engine legs, which is also body yeah. horror, and I don't like it. Which, I, they'll, well, they'll go in more later. You can kind of discern that a little bit, but you only really see him use them real quick in this scene. Yeah. Um, but, like, you, you get, like, quick... He literally has, like, exhaust pipes coming out of his legs. Yes. Pretty nuts, though. Very horrifying. And it, it appears to give him at least some version of also leg strength, because he does kick through what looks like a solid metal robot without much trouble. Yeah. So, like, okay, cool. Uh, and, yeah, so... But that that's all we really get to see until we we pull back, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and we... The, the kids are kind of talking about how many points they yeah. have. The girl says she's got, like, 28 points. The boy says he's got... The 45, yeah, it's like 45. Um, There's a lot! Yeah, and Midoriya has zero. Yeah. So, and you think about, even if you destroyed only three-point robots, that's still 15 robots that you've taken down in how much time are they in here? They're like, oh gosh, I should have actually noted that. Not very long, though. Yeah, I think it was just a few minutes. Yeah, like maybe 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah. So, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, Um, But yeah, we we pull back out, and we see, like, a bunch of monitors. Yeah, people observing. Which, you know what? Not weird. Makes sense? Right. It's a Somebody's test. gotta be overseeing that. So I immediately assume these are teachers. Yeah. And we get like a quick overvoice of how people are handling it. And we do quickly see, I think, only like one new character. That's sort yeah, of Yeah, he's got like elephant ears. He's got like <laughs> they don't look like ears, they look like arms. Yeah, it, yeah he's got like three arms which form. But they have a like like a, they literally ears, have webbing between them. Sort of, 
yeah. and he's described as like doing surveillance with them. Yeah. So I imagine like like a like a like a TV dish almost. Oh like, yeah, yeah, like an antenna. Yeah, kind we're of like we're like moving our arms around. Yeah. You can't see this is a podcast. Um, but yeah, it's so really weird. Yeah, and that's another thing. He, um, the narrator in this scene is talking about how uh, the kids are using their powers, which are suited to different tasks to make the most of it. So he's doing surveillance, which helps him find robots more quickly. Yeah, which makes me assume that they are, like, hiding some of the robots somewhere. Cool. Yeah, or, or even just the problem that Midoriya was encountering, where as soon as he found robots, they were already trashed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they talk about the... Um, they show Bakugo using his explosions, and they say he's using his raw power. Yeah, they, they, they also show uh, speed for uh, the dude with yeah, the engine, engine legs. legs. Right. They also show keeping calm. Oh, yeah, they show yes, the belt kid, the belt keeping, kid keeping calm. calm. So it's like, and having those are the four aspects that you need in order to succeed. Or at least you have to have one of the four. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and it pulls back to more characters. This is the uh, characters getting introduced. We don't really know yeah. anything about them. It's, so the guy talking is actually a cute little mouse. He looks, yeah, he looks like a mouse of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's um, uh, what I described as a thwomp. Mario. <laughs> yeah, I called him a living black guy, yeah. and then a toothy black skeleton yes. in a trench coat. I basically said the same thing. Uh, I'm excited to find out more about him, because he's obviously my favorite character right now. Sorry, sense. backdraft. Listen, the best character is best genius, and the, the jury's out. <laughs> the jury's been out for minutes at this point. 21 minutes, to be exact. Well, yeah. yeah. But... So then somebody, <laughs> somebody else chimes in that this year's group looks promising, and then... Uh, they hit the Yaruki switch, which is, a, I think, a fun little thing. Yaruki just means, like, like the will to do something or just do something, so basically they're hitting the do something switch. <laughs> um, and also might be a reference to Yaruki switch, which is, like, a like an education group in Japan. Huh. So It would make sense. I mean, so maybe, like, a, a double entendre. There yeah. you go. Uh, so once they press the switch, a giant, giant zero-point robot. robot appears, uh, and the teachers are like, oh, what are they gonna do? Like, and I love how huge this thing is. Yeah. Because it it's it's at this point that there's just this sort of question of cost and scale that has to come up in my mm-hmm. mind, right? So you assume there's at least one of these, each of the, like, six or seven battle groups. Each of the six or seven battle groups has to have dozens of these robots, which are far larger than human-sized robots. Like, they are... Like, each of them are at least, like, 15 to 20 feet tall. Right. They're huge. And the point is to destroy them. Right. How much money does this place have? Like... Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about like that. Like, that is a crazy amount of work. Not to mention that these must be, like, just mock battlefields. Each of them is, like, an entire little mini-city block. Mm-hmm. These kids are just... Must be just literally exploding. <laughs> they do this every year. Yeah, well, I mean, this maybe, is for the entrance exam. Well, think about it though. Maybe they have somebody on staff who can like repair robots as their superpower, and they so must. they only had to, they had like but, the the upfront cost of purchasing several hundred well, robots. Like, right, but that's the upfront cost <laughs> is still purchasing several. If you have someone who can perfectly put together all of these robots, which if you have someone who can like eradicate or <laughs> melt or or something to these robots. I can't imagine the superpower that lets you, like, oh, it's been reduced to ash, back in the robot, you go! Like, there's still some sunk cost into this, like... Sure, like some of them become beyond repair. Yeah, there's just, a, like, again, you have a smooth set in your head, they are not spending millions and millions of dollars, <laughs> it must just, just don't even worry about we it. We have no idea what the economy is like, maybe robots are super cheap. And I guess if this is the best school in the world... Right, if anybody's going to be able to afford it... It still just seems... It's so wasteful. <laughs> like, the budget. Ugh. 
Ugh, but I can deal with that as everybody starts running away from this giant yeah, robot. Yeah, so everybody's running except Midoriya. Again, he's just paralyzed he's in fear. He's like looking back at the robot while people just run in the opposite direction. And then there's a, and there's then, a, me- then there's a quick meaningful shot of yeah. the jerk going back going, bing! Like looking at him like, oh, I'm not going to help you. Bye! Yeah. I'm leaving! You're screwed! <laughs> Goodbye! Uh, and then Midoriya realizes that he's not the only person that's not running away from the robot. Yeah. There's one other person. It's the nice girl! It's the nice girl, and she's trapped under some rubble. Now, I think of the people we've seen so far, she's probably the best person to be trapped under the rubble because she can just levitate the debris away. Right. But, but he, here's what here's what the scenario really feels like to me, though. Like, in a vacuum, yeah, she's going to be fine. She can get herself out of this. But I, I think this reads as... Okay, giant robot shows up, just demolishes a building. Mm-hmm. People start running away. Midoriya's frozen. He hears someone say, like, oh, no, basically, and sees, like, this girl trapped under the rubble. Mm-hmm. And in the instant, she's like, oh, crap, I'm trapped. I better. And before that, Midoriya has just taken off and broken his legs. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, she would be fine. Like, I think absolutely she'd be fine, but... What they really have stressed, Midoriya, is there is no hesitation when it comes to saving someone. Yes. It's like, it's instantaneous. <laughs> even even in this case, it was, I think, unnecessary. Like, she right. would have been fine. Right. But it's still a mark in his favor that he was willing to do this. And how there was no hesitation. Yeah. Not even, it was not even a conscious decision to do this. It was instinctive. I mean, he goes from literally flat on his butt on the ground. Yes. To... Like His stories in the air, yes. flopping behind him. Yes, and I do, I do absolutely love this scene. This just giant one huge punch destroys this entire robot, yeah. which looks really cool. I think it's like a almost like a gun looking head and stuff. Ah, I love it. It's awesome. You scream, <laughs> smash, um, and then you know he's like plummeting and he's he's gonna die. And I I would like to to say to, for our listeners um. That my description of the scene to Maddie is what unfortunately kept her from watching the show for quite a little while because oh my gosh are his limbs broken? Yeah, like the when he's winding up the punch, the force inside his arm is strong enough to rip the fabric of his sleeve to shreds. It to destroy the front of his fist. Like like not only is his arm broken, you see like the blood coming out of well, his no, knuckles. Well, before the punch even oh, yes. happens, when he's just winding oh, yeah. it up, his sleeve like rips off, and then he throws the punch, and it's just disgusting. And in fact, you were when we were rewatching this episode so that we could take notes. Uh, you asked me, can you believe that this scene is what made you... Jokingly, because I knew I knew the answer would be. Yes! <laughs> I really don't like body horror, and seeing this basically boneless arm flap And two legs, and boneless two legs. Well, the legs are at least covered up by his pants. So but they also flap! Legs. They also well, flap! They flap, but it's not as noticeable until he hits the ground, and they're like, obviously, just mush behind him. Boys gotta drink more milk. But it... <laughs> It is something that, again, I just sort of like, like, they established. All Might is not, was not messing around. We said, like, you've been working out for ten months and it's still probably going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, before, like, if if Midoriya had tried to punch with this power and he hadn't worked out for ten months, I, I'm sure his, his body would literally have exploded. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, so, like, All Might said just the digesting of the hair probably would have caused Midoriya's arms and legs to shoot off of his body. I believe that now. So... Uh, I think it conveys it conveys his message really well, uh, and you know, again, we get a little insight into uh, Deku's character. 
as he's falling towards the ground, he's like, all right, I've got to punch, I've got to punch at the ground with a force so that I don't die, but then all my limbs will be broken and I won't pass the test. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's literally that or die. But he still has a priority. He doesn't, yeah. want, he doesn't want to let all my down. And that's true. It's very sad. I also, before he, before we get any further, I want to say, uh, he says, this is just a hair of his quirk. I think that's begging the question. Does he have to eat all of all? No, my... I think I think that was just a uh, a little turn of phrase. Like, I, I don't I, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no. All night, shave your head, make a gosh. Give it to he brings home. So, it's so, it's Imagine, so disgusting. It's picture so, this. No, I won't. No, we're moving on. Victoria has brought home a basket no, of all no, night's hair. No, this is not happening. <laughs> Anyway, well, shaving the hair wouldn't even work because the the DNA of the hair is in the um the end of it that's in your scalp. Ugh, can't please, let's just stop. Follicle. Let's just stop. I just need to say. So he would have to interview oh and pluck out each of his hairs. It's okay. not stomach. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Midoriya does not want to die, and he's gonna punch the ground to save himself and break his last mm. limb. Uh, but at the last possible, well, not the last possible moment, uh, the nice girl slaps him in the face. Yeah, as if to slap him out of his weird nihilistic. I would think it's nihilistic. Confrontation he, with death. He was. It was not nihilistic. He's like, I'm going to not die by breaking my last yeah. arm. <laughs> and she was like, option three. I levitate you. And then vomit a rainbow. Yeah, it was such an overexertion. Like, that's the thing. She was already pretty exhausted just killing 28 points worth of robots. And you do see she had to levit- she levitate herself, which I like this. It shows that she's actually thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, she levitates something underneath her. Yeah, it's like a part of the robot that Midoriya just destroyed. Yeah. So that she has, like, a, a better, I imagine, like, window of hitting him. And before he hits the before ground. Before he hits the ground. And this is why I think it's weird, like, um, pulling back to the last episode, why it was important to point out. I don't think she touched him last episode to levitate him. It seems like she has to touch things to levitate them in this. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping he just, like, happened off screen. I must if, have, yeah. because he is... Because it's a weird inconsistency. floating in the previous... So either it happened off screen, or I think what happened was she touched his backpack, and so his backpack was actually what was levitating. That Could. was just... Could be. Uh, yeah, Maybe it must have just been a quicker animation or something. Yeah. But e- either way, she saves him and vomits, and I think it's just absolutely hysterical. Yeah. So then the exam ends, and um, despite getting zero points, some of the other examinees are, take notice of Midori, and they're like, wow, he had that much power to take down that robot in one punch. But then they're like, why didn't he fight any other robots to yeah. get some points then? And that's when uh, Poindexter seems to figure out that there must have been another category to the exam that Midoriya knew about that no one else was smart enough to figure out. Which I love because it's so right and so wrong at the same time. Like, okay, yeah, there's there is another. If you, like they wouldn't be observing the like there has to be another point to this exam, but <laughs> Deku has no idea. Yeah, he's he's just like. Oh, snap. Someone's in trouble. Time to break my entire body. <laughs> right, like Poindexter is the one that figures out that there's yeah. another category. Midoriya has no idea. No idea at all. So I just like that. It's, it's a fun little, like, mild bit of comedy there. Yeah. And then a sweet little old lady appears. Recovery and, girl. Yeah. She hands out gummies mm-hmm. to the kids and they're like, uh, thanks. And then she goes over to Midoriya and she sees how broken up he is. And she gives him a big spooch. Yeah. And uh, his, like, 
his limbs just sort of like twist their way yep. back into position. Not creepy. Not disturbing at all. Yep. I noticed that his ha- his fingers didn't um, unbreak, but it might have happened happened yeah. off screen because they didn't show his arm fully healing yeah. but then they panned his legs and they like slowly rotate back into correct and and when position. when he does eventually get back home he's like totally fine yeah so and somebody uh i think it's actually the belt kid is narrating that this is recovery girl the youthful heroine uh and that her power is to speed up the healing process yeah like he's getting months of healing yeah which which i think is interesting yeah and they they even it, say this is the reason they're able to hold these exams yeah but uh, i i do i do just like how so like she's not technically healing him she's she's actually like a time power oh that's a good point yeah which yeah. i think is just cool because it, it functions as a recovery power. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe it can only heal things. But it's one of those where, like, I would want to... I would want to almost, like, deep like dive into the mechanics of this. Yeah, like, is there a wound so grievous that she wouldn't be able to heal it? Because right. your body would not ever, given yeah, any amount of time, be able to heal it. If it's a recovery time thing, then, like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, something like cancer. You don't... Like, time does not... Cure right. cancer, cancer necessarily or like or if your limb is amputated you don't get that back after you don't time. get back and even then if you want your skin to close up you would have to like set the bones properly first or something not or, just that but like you would have to at least push the skin together enough that it would be able to right reconnect itself and even beyond that like is, is she determining what is and isn't an injury because if she can decide that like oh uh, living is an injury. I'm going to accelerate you in time so you'll be healed to death. Sort of thing. Uh, like, could she do that? Could yeah, she? Yeah, that sounds like a cool villain power, actually. Right. So it's, just, it's one of the things where, like, is this an application thing where if you have enough imagination for your own power, you can do, mm-hmm. like, actually insane things? Because if, if she has the ability to, I don't know if it, she has to kiss somebody because it, it's a fun little, she, like, kisses him to heal him. But if she could just touch somebody and age them to death, <laughs> that makes her wildly powerful. Yes. Like, Wow. Yeah. And then is it a touch thing? Is it specifically her mouth? Is it her saliva? Is it mm. her bodily fluids in general? And this is just the easiest way to do it? Yeah. Because I, I'm thinking of Steven Universe where he has the healing um, yeah. spit. And then I think eventually he realizes that his tears also have healing yeah, properties. It's, it's just bodily fluids. But anyway, I think she's just it's just an interesting character. I always like... Uh, talking about superpowers because of especially weird ones like this where like oh what what could be the actual application here but you know fun things uh but we after that we sort of hop forward from the exam to a week later yep and Midoriya is still super distressed he's funking out he uh his mom's concerned because he's like staring at the fish that they're eating for dinner and he's just like sitting mindlessly on the couch but he's still using his little grip yeah he's he's still working out which um, I, I like, again, like, it, it just sort of speaks to, even when he is in, like, the deepest funk, mm-hmm. he's still determined. He's like, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. Like, I've got to. Midoriya's so precious. I love it. Uh, and he says that he, he thinks he did well enough on the written portion. Which, whoa. Yeah. Throwaway line, there was a written portion. Yeah. So maybe that's what he went, he showed up at 8.15 and thought, I have an hour left before the hair is fully digested, but I know I'm gonna the be written taking exam the written first. portion, so I'll definitely have digested the hair before then. Yeah, and and I'm wondering even, given that they, we sort of come in on them be, having the mock battle explained to them, mm-hmm. I wonder if in that room that they were in, that's where they took the written exam? Now, that I think 
they probably would not have done. I know they didn't go into the details very much, but they specifically gave them um, battle site assignments such that, they, such that they couldn't work with their friends. So why would you give them a written exam seated next to their friends? I guess so. So surely they just like separated them into classrooms or whatever to proctor the exam. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it yeah, uh, uh, it obviously isn't important, but like, ooh, are there some people with quirks that would help them on the exam more oh, or whatnot? But it, the fact that it gets so incredible, like this is the single line that's devoted to the written part of the exam. It doesn't right. matter. So it obviously doesn't even really bear talking about too much. Gosh, I just want more exams, guys. Give them to me. Uh so also in this scene, Midoriya, in his internal monologue, um, says that he has not told his mom about All Might's secret. Yeah, or, or about All Might at all. Yeah, so that, you you had pointed out the training plan in the last episode, and I said, he probably brought it home and said, Mom, All Might gave this to me, but you said he probably didn't, and now we know that he, indeed he, he didn't. Did not. He just brought home this random uh, dinner, this meal plan, and his mom's like, yes, no questions, we're doing this. And you know, he might have couched it because it's obvious that his mom has been supportive of him trying for UA even without powers. Yeah. Right? Which, which again, speaks to the fact that, like, she kind of, she, she must, she's trying, she really is trying, like, she knows her kid right. does not have powers and is still, like, wholly supportive of him trying to get into this school. And, in fact, what I what I imagine happens, he said, Hey, Mom, I'm going to start this new training regimen mm -hmm. for my best chance to get into UA. And it involves working out and having a new diet. Can you help? And she's probably like, done. Like, yeah. that didn't need any convincing. Because yeah. she's obviously supportive. Yeah. And she's like, I think you're great sweet. no matter what happens. You know? So. But we just got a letter. We, well, we didn't. Deku got a letter. Yes. Uh, and it's not a paper letter, it's like a hologram projector. I am here, on the projector! Uh, and I am just so glad that they wrapped this up in the same episode, because this is the exact kind of thing that I can imagine them leaving on a cliffhanger, like, yeah. does he get in, does he not get in? Well, it's my hero academia, we know he's gonna get into the school, so. Yeah, they even say welcome to the hero academia when he gets in. Yeah. Like, come on, obviously. If he doesn't go to school, it can't be, it can't be called what it is. <laughs> right, and <laughs> it's a surprise that All Might is the one in the letter because uh, this is where he's sort of announcing that he's going to be a UA faculty member. Yes, which is cool. Yeah, so we're going to be seeing more of him. Maybe uh, he'll be Midoriya's teacher, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll get to see some more oh, mentorship from him. I think at least there'll be, there has to be more mentorship. You know. Yeah, I mean, you don't just, like, give him your hair, and then Later. leave him. <laughs> Later! But uh, we, we do go into what should be surprising for no one, the fact that Midoriya does get in. Yep. Because of what? Uh, the meet-cute girl goes to Present Mike, oh, who oh, okay. allegedly right. was in charge of the exam, and she asks if she could give that boy... You know the one, with no discerning features... God, she, she she does him so dirty. It's like so mean. She's like, yeah, that dude's got freckles and curly hair. I don't know. He's like really plain and doesn't stand out in any noticeable way. You know, that kid. Like, oh, come on. Uh, but she asks if she could give him some of her points because she thinks that uh, it's a real shame that he didn't get any points after that heroic display that he put yeah, on well, saving and he, her. And he even, he even said, like, she's like, he even said... Uh, I just want to get one point. She's like, I don't understand how someone who was that powerful couldn't even get one point, and he wanted it so bad. Like, can you please give him mine? 
Like, you know. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it was very sweet of her. She's a very sweet girl. We've seen yeah, many she times is. now. She's, She's best girl. so cute in her little seifuku <laughs> outfit. Gosh, adorable. Um, and President Mike pats her on the head and says, no. We, but we appreciate your that request. That would be necessary. Yeah, we appreciate your... Thanks for coming to but, the station to make but, a request but that, but that, But that kid is tracking just fine. Yeah. Gosh, President Mike. Amazing. My hero. Academia. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they talk about how uh, Deku's going to get in because of rescue points. Yeah, which, which it, it really answers my question about what if you're not good at beating robots. Yes, although I think it's still, you know, I think there are still maybe some powers that wouldn't be suited to that situation yes, no matter absolutely. what. Yes, especially if you don't know that there's a rescue category. Yeah. Like, Uraraka, uh, do they say Yeah, her? they do say Okay, her. Uraraka, um, the girl has a power that would probably be really good for rescuing oh, people you imagine it'd be fantastic. Rubble. Yeah. Um, but she's using it in a combat situation because she doesn't realize that there are rescue points. Mm-hmm. And I think what's what's especially interesting here, and that I really like, in in a certain scenario, this is just out of nowhere, and it feels really lame. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, yeah, we know that our main dude's going to get in, and he didn't get any regular points, so, oh, is it going to be like, but we saw how hard you tried, and we're going to let you in on a special exception. Yeah, almost like a deus ex machina. Yeah. And I, I would have really disliked that. But... They set it up in, I think, a really good way. In one, it's a discernible system. Mm-hmm. Like, like there are points right, the where we're awarding them. Right, the observers hold up a little yeah. rating card to award points. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's like, we're heroes. It would be weird if we wanted people to go to the school just because they could blow things up the back. Yeah. Like, of course there's going to be a category about, like, helping people or saving people. Right, and they kind of even narratively have built us up to this moment by All Might's characterization of Midoriya and how um, he moved without thinking and how that's such a heroic trait. That's why All Might chooses him as a successor. So, of course, this is an integral part of heroism. So it it stands that they would measure it in the exam somehow. And I'm, I'm even okay with it being a sort of secret because they want people... They want like, to be their natural inclination. If you yeah. are doing it just to get points. Yeah, and, and as gets sort of pointed out by when uh, the oh gosh, I just keep calling him um, Jerkwad. Poindexter. Uh, Poindexter. <laughs> uh, when he's like, if it wasn't a test, I would totally would have saved them, and that's what like, oh no, what we're trying to test see is even in a test. Yeah. Even in a scenario where you have no reason to help someone out. We want right. we want people who will still help people out. Right. It's like that old poster that was hanging up in your elementary school because it was hanging up in everyone's Every that says uh, character is doing the right thing even when nobody is watching yes. or integrity maybe. Mm-hmm. Both. Either way. Um, you know, cat posters. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do like it because it, it, it makes sense. It doesn't come out of nowhere. And I, I also like the fact that uh, Deku doesn't automatically like come in first place because of it or oh, anything. For sure. Like if you if you there's a quick flash, we you you see Uraraka's points. She beats him by like yeah. twelve or something. But well, she has like seventy two. She, she had gotten at least twenty eight robot destruction points. I think she ends they, up with more than that even. Yeah, and they awarded her forty five points for this. I imagine it's for this, right? Yeah, for trying to help out. Which I, I like a lot. I like the idea that like you know, the whole exam. It's it's like. It's the whole day, yeah. almost. So I, I like that a lot. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a fun, it's a great little system. Mm-hmm. It feels nice. Like, and so even though you know that Deku's going to get in, mm-hmm. it's nice to see how he gets in. Yeah, you know? and it, it, as you were saying, it's got a nice in-universe explanation. It doesn't yes. make like... It, it's not like um, All Might said, hey, this kid is going to be my successor, so he has to be admitted to this school. Just right. let him in. So it, it, it feels good. It feels solid. 
uh, Deku starts crying because that's all he does. That's all he mm-hmm. knows how to do. Um, and then there's just really one little bit after this, after the credits. This is mm-hmm. our first real after-credits scene. So uh, if you didn't stick around, uh, you know, you, you see Deku's mom just, like, pacing nervously outside of the room. And, like, Deku comes out and just sort of, like, tilts and smiles. And she, like, just starts, like, crying. My baby! Aww. It's adorable. It I is. love her. She's she's just I a know delight. You do. She's absolutely a delight. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I think this is a solid episode. There's not too much of our of world building. There's not too much backstory yet, and right. I want to learn more about you know some of these characters and some of their powers. Yeah, really is what what I'm what I'm what I'm kind of thirsty for. Yeah, I'm really excited to see some new characters. I mean, I know we just saw a bunch of new characters in. But this we didn't episode, we didn't really get to know them. Yeah. The only one we kind of got to know is Uraraka, who is great. Um, but we just know that she is nice. Right, that's like her only character trait yeah, right now. Is that she? She's obviously nice. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for next one. Which, uh, ooh, we're gonna we're gonna meet so many people. Yeah. Oh, so many people. You know, we assume, but oh. we're not we're not spoiling. No, I've never seen this anime before in my life. Maddie, what's an anime? Maddie, who am I? I'll just have to tell you that. Maddie, off, who are you? Off mic. Gosh, wh- where am I? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Where am I? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed. And girls. I mean, we and hope, dinosaurs. We hope you enjoy what we talk about here. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on My Hero Notebook. Whee!